Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You can text us at 630, 630. Doug has texted the show on our Heartland Ford text line. Here we go. He says, Bob, having listened to all the talk of coaching hirings and goaltenders, I've heard nothing of the goalie coaches. What can you tell me if any changes took place there? No, no changes took place. Dustin Schwartz will be the goaltending coach. I don't know if the orders have formally put that. I think it was out there. Somebody reported it. Maybe it was Jim Matheson. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Forward text line, or you can step up to the plate and reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. So you got about $8.5 million. What do you do? Do you try to end up with about $10.5 million to play with? Do you look at a potential buyout option? Uh, Do you spend your money first in goaltender? Do you become great bargain hunters? Some interesting UFAs. Ryan Hartman, by the way, uh, out there after being traded uh, from uh, Philadelphia to, he's been moved a lot, Chicago, Nashville, Nashville, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Dallas, and Dallas elected not to uh, sign. They did not qualify him, so he's out there. Uh, Marcus Cranlin, who I've always felt is a very effective player for Vancouver. Maybe not a true first-pairing uh, PK guy. Maybe better suited as a second or third pairing. Anyway, Sirius Gord. We've not heard from him for a while. We don't always do open line on the show. How are you doing, Sirius Gord? I'm doing well. You're not too far from vacation, I trust. Are you hoping? Are or, no, I'm about a... No, I'm not. No, I'm not hoping. No, I'm going to I'm gonna do all of... Uh, with the exception of a couple uh, corporate events, I'm, I'm going to be doing all the shows in January. So I'm going to take some time off well, in August. Yes. Um, good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, we opened the show with that. There are there's a certain list, and it might be a good topic for a show, of movies that should never, ever be remade. And that's one of them? That's one of them. Why? The, God, the Godfather, Casablanca. Well, wait a sec. How many Godfathers were there? There were like four, weren't there? They weren't, they, they weren't remade, though. They were just, it was part of a serial of, of stories. Okay, so Godfather, one, so could you not do like a Good and the Bad and the Ugly? I mean, it's been over 50 years since the first Good and the Bad and the Ugly came out here. I don't think you can make that. When was the last time you watched it? Because I don't think you could make it now. It's too slow. It's too Wait, slow? Too much, too much time. How about, the, actually, how about the scene at the end, right, where they're all what, what standing they, around? Yeah. That, that, that scene is like five minutes long. I know. Today's generation could not no handle chance, it. Man, no chance, man. No chance. So, so I've uh, often I, I I was kind of being a little bit facetious there, but that is, you know, because I, I like Clint Eastwood. I mean, Unforgiven's a terrific movie. I think we can agree on that, right? It's one of the great yeah. films of all. Uh, Gran Torino, one of the great yeah. Films. That's a yes. That's a, a little bit politically insensitive, but a terrific movie nonetheless. Actually, for that matter, Unforgiven was quite in- politically insensitive. Yeah, very Maybe. ahead of his time in that respect. Yes. You can text us at 630-630. So, <laughs> movie, so is that what you call Moving on. Yes. So, uh, a topic that's been a bugbear, uh, there's not hardly a sentence you state, or anybody states these days in hockey, where the word cap doesn't come up. Right. And it's because we're doing it wrong, frankly. We've got to stop linking it to dollars and cents. It should. We should be signing players 
to percentages of the cap. So if the cap, full cap is 100%, or you can go to the 100% level, or you can go, say, to 65%, and we'll establish after the fact what that means in terms of dollars. All right. I think it's, I think it's a great shame that Sidney Crosby has been underpaid all these years. If he'd have been signed to, say, 50% of that team's cap, that would have stayed the same forever. That so, Connor, been, let's it, say the maximum you can sign a guy to a cap is 20%, which right. is, right? So, and now we're talking. Now we're saying, okay, if Sid's got 17% and you sign Connor for 17 and a half, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's transparency as to what you're signed for, especially for the lay person who doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff. They get lost in cap discussions about Oh, he's got I, I got money. news for you, Sirius Gord. The people that listen, like, hey, we have P1s and we have P2s that listen to orders now. The numbers support that. But we have a pretty intense fan base that listen to this show, and they right. are educated on the cap, and they understand how it works. But I would argue that if we want to make this a more attractive sport in all of its aspects and facets to more people, we have to get back to a percentage level instead of saying, well, the reason why Sydney's paid so pathetically little compared to Connors because of, you know, all his ring rang where back then the Do you know what, do you know what's interesting? Like look at all the moves and the machinations that take place with the NBA versus the yeah. NHL. Like it's the NHL is quite static. Now, PK got moved obviously Friday night slash Saturday day. That was a pretty big move. Straight salary dump for Nashville, right? And and, and you know, that's how they'll sell it in position. I think there might have been a little bit more to that. But well, I think you're going to see more blockbuster trades in the future. Believe it or not, I really do. And, really? Well, and if, you bring up Subban. I mean, look, Subban was in the middle, was a big part of a blockbuster trade not too many years ago yeah. with Weber. Um, there was a lull there for a while right after the cap got going, but I think as analytics move along and whatnot, people get more sophisticated with their management. I think you're going to see some pretty intricate deals worked out. But again, I just want to come back. We need to move to a percentage base. Then we don't have to worry about what inflation is. Or have a bit of management the league goes into a bit of an economic slump, and a cap is down five or ten percent. Well, you could you time. could suggest it has had a slight economic. It's stale yes. a bit here. So people were making estimations based on a cap going to a certain point. It didn't get there. Well, okay, but wait a sec here. I mean, Peter Shirelli, for all the criticism directed Shirelli. How are those two contracts looking right now, McDavid and Drysaddle? Pretty good, right? I don't disagree with that. But again, we're talking about, well, over time, inflation is hopefully going to make Connor cheaper uh, relative to the cap, right? Yeah, That's yeah. the whole calculation. You get, you get my point? The other thing, which is the number one bugbear if you're talking to players, I think you'd agree, is escrow. Right? Yes, and that's part of the reason why, yeah. And if you go to a percentage basis, now escrow becomes a much more simple calculation, especially in discussions about salary negotiations. All right. We move it up to the higher level. So, anyway, I'm going to write a letter to Gary. I'll CC you in on it. All right. Well, I'm sure he'll be really pleased to hear from you. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, 780-496-0063. So he wants to go by percentages instead of dollars, and he thinks that's easier. I don't know. Don't the real dollars make it easier? Who knows? Uh, you can text us at 630-630. This text comes in out of Edmonton, Alberta. Bob, are we back to movie reviews on Oilers now, kind of like you and Jack discussing movies while a game is in progress in the game? Bob, the show's called Oilers Now. All right. Sometimes, like maybe when the Oilers are on a five-game road trip and they're basically out of it, and maybe they've lost the first three games of the road trip and they're having a tough first period. Actually, those movie reviews often take place in the third period. So 
there is a time when we do it during the course of the game. That's just uh, let's just say that. Uh, this text comes in from uh, Jason uh, from Sangudo just regarding Sirius Gord's phone calls into 630 chat. Bob, since he wants to use percentages, I'd say 60% of his calls are okay. The other 40% are just meh. Now, that, that's a funny text. That's a good text. Again, you can text us at 630-630. This text, Bob, is Bill Scott still managing the cap? Uh, he would be the capologist for the team. I would suggest to you that the general manager still um, oversees and then B- Bill Scott is the guy who maybe deals with the nuances, dollar here, dollar there, that sort of thing. Let's get to a couple more texts. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Uh, Bob, two creative trades for your consideration. Reimer for Manning... Gagne, Pugliarvi, and a second for Jason Zucker. Okay, uh, I don't see the Oilers doing a Manning for Reimer trade because uh, James Reimer has a second year left in his deal of $3.4 million. So this year, I mean, 2.25 versus 3.4, maybe you can make an argument. Put it this way, if Reimer only had one year left, maybe that would make some sense. But because of the second year on Reimer's deal, I, I personally believe that would be problematic. Gagne, uh, Pugliarvi, and a second for Zucker. I would think that Paul Fenton could get more than that for Jason Zucker. I will say this. He has uh, moved out a fair amount of their support scoring in Minnesota, right? Like he's traded Charlie Coyle. He traded Michael Grandland, who's a pretty good hockey player. Um who else did he move? He moved somebody. Somebody help me here. Text me at 630-630. What was the other? They moved three top, like top six or seven, uh, Coyle, Granlund. And who else did the uh, Minnesota Wild trade away during the course of the uh, season? Well, someone will tell me here in a second here. They'll text us at 630-630. Uh, JJ out of Red Deer says, Bob, the owners need to suck it up. No buyouts. Again, to me, this is not a yes or no. It, it's something that needs to be uh, debated. Uh, Bob, is it true that you host Oilers now in the nude? Either way, I love the show. Uh, no. The 1986 Bob would have had enough courage to have done the show in the nude. The 2019 Bob, Brendan, you certainly would not have needed to see that, would you? Have? That's correct. I can attest to the fact that he does wear clothes. Yes, every day. That, that, at least when he's doing the show here. I don't know about the road shows. Uh, well, there's been a couple. Like when we're in the hotel room, absolutely. That's why I, I never. You ever notice when we get this, and then suddenly it's housekeeping coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, 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 whoa, 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 no. Anyways. Uh, Bob, Nino Niederreiter was the other... Yeah, like he traded away Paul Fenton, who Peter Shirelli has a lot of time for. Um, uh, Peter hired Paul Fenton's son to work as a scout for the Oilers. Paul Fenton subsequently hired his son back and now made him at the top of the food chain on their scouting department uh, and has subsequently hired uh, Mike Shirelli, who uh, is a scout for the Oilers, uh, Mike Shirelli's son to do some scouting for Minnesota. Uh, Paul Fenton traded away Granlund, who I think is a really good player. He traded Niederreiter. Where did Niederreiter go again? Where did he end up going? Uh, Granlund went to Nashville. Coyle went to Boston. 
And Nieder, Niederreiter got moved to Carolina, right? And they got Victor Rask in the deal from Carolina? <laughs> uh, if they trade Zucker, to me, that's four top six forwards. Those guys are all top six forwards that they've traded away. Interesting. Interesting time. Again, you can text us. Uh, this one comes to us from Gord up in uh, Lesser Slave Lake, listening to you on the AM band in Martin Beach. Good reception today. Well, that's great to hear. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Uh, and thank you to the 47 of you, including Mitch in the greater, who had the trade for us right away, uh, Nino, for... Um, uh, Victor Rask. Aaron says, Bob, why do you give Sirius Gord so much time over the year, over the years? He is so negative. Uh, to me, he is the Trump of radio call-in guys. Really? Now, there is one guy that used to call a show until Edmonton traded Taylor Hall, and that was Daily Doug. Because he said, if they ever trade Taylor Hall, I'm not calling into the show. And two years later, he ended up being the MVP of the league. Not Doug. Again, you can text us at 630-630. We're going to step out. It's 148 at Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lynchies from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It's 151 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. 50 years. That's right, 50 years. Royal Pizza Edmonton owned and operated 14 locations in the Edmonton and surrounding area. Royal Pizza's Pizza Past and so much more. Visit the royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott. Dayton Abbott with you to this day in Oilers history. <laughs> um, wow. I remember this day well. Anytime. I, re- I, re- I remember where I was on this day. Anytime I can get a Blazers reference in here, I've got to do it, Bob. Go for it. Uh, The Oilers, back in 2004, selected Kamloops Blazers goaltender Devin Dubnik, 14th overall, and London Knights forward, and some would call him a shootout guru, Rob Shremp, 25th overall in the NHL entry draft. Uh, They picked up Shremp with a pick they actually acquired from Philadelphia in the Mike Comrie trade. Dubnik played five seasons for the Oilers from 2010 to 2014, and Shremp suited up for just seven games in Orange and Blue. So I did that show from the uh, Overtime Broiler and Tap Room, Sandy Nesbitt's old place downtown. The Eskimos played that night as well. Uh, and uh, I had my father-in-law's uh, celebration of life uh, in, uh, in uh, the McCaskill uh, residence uh, backyard uh, in between the two. So I, I remember it quite well. Uh, Devin Dubnik was a guy that... Uh, um, well, Edmonton made a quick decision on. And it, it, he kind of washed out, and then he found himself. He got an opportunity to work with the goaltender whisperer, Sean Burke, who resuscitated his flagging career at that point. That said, uh, the Oilers had to take some ownership in, uh, in, in maybe expediting the process too quickly with Dubnik. Maybe needed to be a little bit more patient. Uh, that was, of course, during the Dallas Aikens regime. And since everything comes full circle, do you know who Devin Dubnik was ultimately traded for, Brendan Escott? A guy who retired yesterday, Matt Hendricks. It was. I was going to guess Latestu, but yeah, Hendricks was, makes sense, too. For Matt Hendricks. Um, as for Robbie Shrimp, um, you know what? 
We use the term 75% on the player, 25% on the team. Like, if Edmonton ultimately trades, yes, a Pugliarvi, I don't think it's going to be solely 75% on the player. I think the organization's going to have to accept some ownership greater than 25% on that. In the case of Robbie Shrimp, uh, to me, it was a lot about what Robbie Shrimp was or wasn't, just didn't gain any traction. And I had a lot of time for skilled guys, but he was a little bit, frankly, gimmicky to me. Um, Mike Comrie, good guy. Quite the story back in 2003 when that all went down. I remember seeing Mike every day skating over the University of Alberta. And the way he conducted himself around the other players uh, of that program showed me the true class that he had because he treated them as equals, even though he was a highly gifted uh, player that had left NCAA college to uh, go play up with Kootenai. And then Mike killed it in, in the pre-sort of 05, 06 uh, cap world uh, Mike destroyed it with the bonus structure that Rich Winter had uh, set up for him. Very quickly, you can text us at 630-630, tweet us, at Oetters now. Um, Phil from Edmonton here says, Bob, do you think Michael Furland would be a good move for the Oilers, and at what cost? Well, my concern is, you know, the Oilers have Lucic. Those players tend not to be as effective in time. Another text comes in on our Heartland Ford text line. Bob, the Oilers aren't going to find any decent goaltender willing to take one-year deal. Also, look at the rumored Zucker to Calgary trade from the deadline. Not a great return. Fenton has been a train wreck so far in Nashville. Well, again, he's he's moved Niederreiter. He's moved so many guys, I, I, I keep forgetting one. But Niederreiter, Granlund, uh, and Charlie Coyle. And if they trade Zucker, too, wow. Uh, there you have it. And there was one final one here that has absolutely no chance of happening, but I wanted to read it. And he said something to the effect of, uh, here we go. Bob, I think they should do a salary cap the same as the NFL. No guarantees. One player gets a big chunk, and then you pay the rest of your players underneath the system. Uh, You should have one star player, and the rest get paid on another cap. Okay, well, that kind of makes sense. The one big difference between the NFL and the NHL, contracts aren't guaranteed in the NFL. There is no way that is happening in the National Hockey League, okay? But the NFL, you know, the, the average career length, what, is it under four years for an average NFL player? And, and that's, that's just, there's no way the NHLPA is going to ever allow that to happen. All right, tomorrow we'll have Sportsnet's Louis DeBrusque along with Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Inside sports tonight with Reed Wilkins, 6 to 8. What do we got? got, uh, It's not a fluid show today, so they're going to have the general manager of Team Canada's men's national basketball team, Rowan Barrett, the father of RJ, and they'll also have MLB catcher Greg Zahn. Dave Campbell's going to check in from Winnipeg, tee up that game tomorrow night. I'll be heading over to uh, Rogers Place uh, in Ice District today for the Oilers uh, development camp. Uh, For all of you that are uh, going to be at the season seed event tonight, we'll see you around uh, 7 o'clock with Keith Gretzky. Up next, a news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad News with Galen and I. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.